We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week 7 DraftKings picks, preview, breakdown of the positions, the stacks, and how to build your lineups for the week. You want to build lineups super easily? Simple stuff. RunTheSims.com slash Mayo gets you 10% off any membership level, the weekly, the monthly, the yearly. You get all of the custom DFS optimizers. You can get your lineup builder plus all your props and betting tools and projections all at the same time. You want to take the stock? You can do that. You want to customize your own? You can do that too. RunTheSims.com slash Mayo and play in the listeners league. There's like 900 spots left. It's a Friday. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, So get off your ass, play in the listeners league, three max entry, $15 to play, and there's no rake. Thus, making it the best tournament on DraftKings. All of that information is down in the description. Tambo showed up late because he won 106k last night. Is that how much it was? We'll take. We'll call it 6k for now on the back end. It's 2k guaranteed at King of the Beach, but hopefully a lot more when we get there. So. But you also won 100k too. I, I did win 100k. Yes. Yeah. So and NBA streets actually. I, I didn't realize you were such a hoops person. <laughs> Just hang around the guys that know what's going on and start putting in the lineups. Use the optimizer and set it up, man. Where, where do I? Where, where, can, where can I get these best this basketball info at? You should get over there. You got the gear. RunPureSports.com. Promo code RPSHEATER25. Definitely want to get in now. So, yeah, good night. Great night, actually. And, you know, just fun way. Fun to sweat it out. And incredible run out. Run, talk about running pure. It was definitely that for, for all things. Well, yeah, tell me. Because you won the sheet, the king of the beach seat in showdown on Thursday night. And just you explaining to me what had to go right in both NBA and NFL. I think people really overlook that if you're going to win one of these things. It just has to go your way that night. Yeah, that's what happened. Like, that's why all the other times when it doesn't, just know sometimes you're, screw- you're screwing someone over when you win it like this, if you get to. And the other side, you get screwed all the time as well. But NFL, I was actually a buddy of mine. I've been at King of the Beach with him the last two years. Great dude. Uh, he texted me after and said, Dick, like, why'd you do it? Because he had Kamara captain. Kamara caught that last pass on that drive before the field goal and onside kick attempt. He passed me 
in the $100 King of the Beach qualifier. And then the I had Lutz. So when he kicks the field goal, I'm ahead by like three and a half points or whatever it ended up being from there. The onside kick not recovered. I win that seat. Incredible run out. NBA, insane stuff. I'll give the short story. But I basically thought I was going to win because I was way ahead. It gives you a projected points on that site so you can see it. And I was like, oh, I'm good. And then I look behind me. There's an eight-person train of the same lineup with one extra guy. They have Marcus Morris that I don't have. I look at the clock. There's two minutes left in the third quarter, and I'm up by .3. He did not come back in for the rest of the game somehow. And I still then had to fade, like, other guys doing well. But, like, that was the big one. And the fact that that did not happen, no stat correction. I was up to about 3 a.m. our time local, waiting for the cash to hit the account to make sure it was official. And, yeah, great night. Excited. And now now you're seeing the board like you're John Nash in a beautiful mind. That's what like, happens. Here, here yeah. are the plays. They're just popping off the screen at me. I think there's that, and I think the you know a little bit of confidence comes with the swagger, but also the side of where you're like, ah, if this guy sucks and it does and it doesn't work out, you'll just take more chances or you'll fade things easier because you just feel good about it and you're coming off making some good money. So I, I love weeks like that. That's why I think heaters exist because you care less about your decisions. And I think in DFS that's a major factor. People care too much about oh this one v one. If I don't go with the safety guy, I might miss out. No, you should probably go with the other guy because if he crushes that safety dude that everyone else is going. Going to you probably crush them and leverage up on the field well that seemed to be the case with like you know benjamin last week and yeah. even kenneth walker to a certain extent like you didn't need the guy that you i mean no one really used Dion jackson although that was the logical move in retrospect very logical didn't expect him to have 10 targets in the first half insanity so but of all like there was so much cheap condensed chalk at running back last week and we just don't have that this week mccaffrey's off the slate now right I don't know how that's going to work. I've never, I don't remember seeing it like this in the past. My guess is they probably swap it. There's more than enough time. I think the rule is like 48 hours. Same reason we didn't get a kicker last night. I think they need 24 hours on a showdown slate to add it in. Like I know the other site did it, but they, DraftKings did not. So I'll, we'll see what happens here, but he's still priced in. He's just on the wrong team. So they'll let us know in the header at the top, either no points at all or swap the team and eligible for points based on the team he's on now. So keep an eye on that moving yeah, forward. Definitely watch it. What do you make of McCaffrey? In with the Niners. Do you think he's better or worse? I think you can make a pretty compelling argument to either side. Like, so much of McCaffrey's fantasy usefulness is, well, they don't really have anyone, so they're going to throw to him 10 times a game and just eat up those easy PPR points. But it's also, like, the worst offense in football. So is he going to get that same sort of volume, or does he become more efficient in a better offense that scores a little bit more? They use him as a bell cow. Maybe they didn't really pass to their running backs because they have Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell, who can't really catch. That's why they try to throw to use check all the time. Now they have McCaffrey. I would expect to see him split out wide a bunch. Like They're going to run some weird motions where Debo's lined up on the outside, McCaffrey's in the backfield, and they run like double motion. Those two guys switch spots. Like I guarantee you that's coming. It's definitely a nightmare for the other other side. Like CMC's been saying he's healthy, ready to go. It's obviously a bad situation that he was in. I think it's way better. Also, San Francisco has great blockers. Man, I know they're down right now with Trent Williams and their left tackle, but I'm saying if you got the other stuff, guys like Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, those guys that you can have in there making moves to you, and then you have guys like Debo and Ayuk and stuff on the outside where it's setting it up for him. I just think it's a better spot for sure. And I think with Kyle Shanahan and the Shanahan's in general, as always, have been big on their running backs and using them. Remember they signed, what was it, Tevin Coleman for a big contract again at that time it was to use him in this way now they have a healthy again i know people say 26 years old all these factors you can make up to be bad about him like you said there's an argument for both sides i lean on the side that it's gonna be a better situation for him by by a lot i think that you lose a floor with him from what you would have in carolina because he's just not gonna get 
they're going to throw the ball downfield or they're going to run the ball. They're not just going to be like, well, our only play is to throw behind the line of scrimmage. And that's to you. You could argue the other side. And it's your argument you made in the past is Jimmy G. What does he do? Right. He got, he gets rid of it quick. He's going to, he's going to find a guy. And like, you know, we've had situations where guys like Russell Wilson are not finding their guy. Even last night, his name is Mr. Unlimited. Now Mr. Limited. This no Mr. Unlimited. You watch out that hamstring. It's just fool's gold. They're just sucking you into bet the jets. (laughs) Gosh, this guy's horrible. The subway commercials too. And all it's just so bad, but he, he, can't find anybody is my point if you go back to this situation now jimmy g may want this quick check down option for himself to have it there obviously they're going to still set up like you said where the floor gets hit a little is they have a guy like debo who is the best ball carrying wide receiver in football and could set up and be a running back in his own right so i think they're dangerous from that perspective we'll see how things go they have injuries they need to get healthy if they want to make a push here so when we're thinking about starting our lineups this week i just ran the optimal on run the sims on a friday obviously this is going to change once we get a bit more injury information to see how guys fill out you got two tampa pass catchers in the optimal lineup with godwin and otten Mm -hmm. filling that up it's burrow and higgins is the stack I mean, I didn't even put in a rule for a stack. It just gave me that. Yeah. The optimizer loves T. Higgins every single week. And it does seem like he's probably now back to full strength. Gets Atlanta, pretty good spot. Eckler and Josh Jacobs at running back. Titans D, Dolich. I mean, the, the optimizer loves a double tight end, like a cheap double tight end to jam in, which I guess makes sense if you're playing cash games in 50-50s. You can get away with that. But this is not a tournament lineup. Right. And, well, I mean, anything could happen. But the point is, is because you have Dolchich and Otten, at those price tags. Yeah, you get Jacobs and Eckler and Pittman you, you may and get, Godwin. You may get Foster Moreau. Waller's obviously not practicing right now. Yeah, but so he's we'll not practicing either. Yeah, oh, I know, but I'm saying we all got to see it's Friday. We'll see how it shakes out, but he looks more likely, in my opinion. You may get, speaking of what, what looks more likely, we also don't have Andrews. We got to wait and see what happens on Friday. It's he's, supposed to be two rest play, days. He's playing. We'll see. He's playing. We'll see. You pump for Deshaun Jackson on the Ravens? Oh, God, that's horrible. Just another. <laughs> I, I have no idea what we're even doing at this point, but these type of moves don't make any sense to me. Like, here's the thing if like a Kansas City signed Odell Beckham, or Buffalo signed them or something. I would understand, even though they probably don't need them, they do it because they're trying to keep it away from their competitor and make their run still on something that they can get for an affordable price. A guy like Deshaun Jackson, what are we doing? Like he, it's just to fill in for injuries, I guess. I don't know. The guy's, what, 35? He can still run a wind sprint. He can. Can Lamar get there? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. Lamar, I mean, Lamar's deep ball is pretty nice. So it's been more accurate. I give him more credit than most. People would love calling him the RB1. But, you know, I, I just think it's, you know, not. it just doesn't make sense to me. And everyone always says, oh, the Ravens need receivers. They don't. It's not their game. It's not what they do. They could use better. Like, they, they rely too much on, like, Duvernay, who's sure, not good. But it's never been helpful to them. Like, their, their guys in the past were, like, Steve Smith. Uh, Bolden was uh, Anquan good, Anquan Bolden. But Bolden was good. He was exa- he's exactly the type of guy that they still need right now. <laughs> who, would, who would remind you of him, though? Because I just saw today, as I was rolling in here late, as you said, DJ Moore expected to be gone very shortly. I was going to say Elijah Moore, because it seems like he's asking that in New York. He's uh, definitely asking. At that. least he'll get a second-year guy who, I mean, ran some pretty precise routes last year. They like that, a little but, bit older guy they want. Yeah. I, I agree that they probably should go for a bit. I don't know who fits that bill in the NFL right now. Like, weirdly, Allen Robinson would have been the guy, but apparently oh, he's just washed. So. He literally cannot move. So just that's a, a problem. But, like, Bolden, when he was there with Flacco, was just like, yeah, he's going to run his, like, run just beyond the sticks. Yeah. He doesn't care how hard he gets hit over the middle. Like, they need that kind of guy. It can't just be Andrews. That's why I think DJ, I think DJ Moore is a better fit only because it's like you said, give me 10 yards. We need that first down when Justice Hill or Kenyon Drake can't get it for us. And they've caught on a little bit to Lamar. J.K. Dobbins is still nursing up. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, not not excited about Deshaun Jackson. That's for sure. Do you think you go back to Burrow Higgins chase against Atlanta here as a main stack? 
I, I think that people will because oh, yeah. Burrow's only 6900 bucks. T. Higgins is still pretty cheap. You can fit in Hayden Hurst if you really wanted to into that lineup to save some money. I don't know who, like, do you even need to play anyone on Atlanta? It's funny watching the games with you because you're thinking about it from, like, winning the Millionaire Maker perspective right. like when Kyle Pitts caught the touchdown last week and like Drake London is piling up points you're like well man Mariota has a bunch of points these other guys as a part of their stack are just boosting people off I'm like he has 10 points like yeah. this lineup is not going to win they're they're <laughs> behind for sure there was other things but that that is what I'm thinking about it's funny you mentioned that because that's one of the things where I really I have a hard time going back to the burrow stack as good as it looks on paper and as cheap as it is here it's just it seems too easy so I, I don't like that of it and I actually would say that the other side intrigues me a little bit more Mariota, get him rolling up against. It's just the way it is. It's just a leverage play. You're playing opposite stack of whatever one else is. And guess what? Now I have a way to use Higgins that others aren't using. So if you go Mariota, you don't have to use all three. Mariota London or Mariota Pitts with Higgins. I think Higgins is a good piece at that price. I know he's popular, but we've talked about this in the past on this very show of the comparison of Chase versus Higgins. And I know last week probably boosted a little bit in Chase's favor, but Higgins has been crushing it in all the snaps they have together. It's like on a sample of 750 or 800 plus snaps where Higgins actually beats them, but people just love Jamar Chase. So the name goes with it. And for the price difference, yeah, Higgins is $1,800 cheaper. This that's week. what I'm saying. And that's why, again, the systems, projections, things like that obviously catch on and why he becomes more popular. But again, as we've seen it plenty of times, the, the just because they're owned doesn't mean they're bad. You have to figure out how can you build with them. If you're going to do it with Burrow, I think you need to add somebody else, not Chase, like add Hayden Hurst. And do it that way and or, maybe... Or Mixon, as we saw or last Or Mixon, week. exactly. Like, that could work. Yes, and then maybe don't run it back where others do. Like, you're just finding a different way to set that stack up that others might not be. But I think there's better stacks on the slate anyway. Well, 3% Burrow got the job done last week. That was right. a, that was the main stack that we came out of the show with. But now is at, what is he, 8 or eight to 10% this week? And we're or, see, or more. Right, so that's where I'm Let's not... See. Burrow, yeah, 8% projected ownership right now at Run the Sims. We'll see how that should. This is obviously going to change throughout the course of the weekend yeah. once people actually start filling out lineups and we get more information. But Jamar and T. Higgins both projected for over 14% at the moment. Yeah. So it seems like people are using Burrow, Higgins, Burrow, Chase, or all three of them. All, the jokes are just pouring out right now, Pat, but people may be chasing. They, might, they may be chasing. And, might, and listen, sometimes that's not the worst thing in the world to do because a lot of people like you who are going to play your 150 lineups, like the pros who do this, they see it as a bad spot. Like, why would you go chase this when it becomes popular? But we've seen in the NFL a lot of times, like, guys just go on, like, three-week eaters. Yeah, it happens. It's possible. And then you're just on, like, on full ah. slates, though, it's hard to expect them to be the guys that are the optimal stack again. So that's why I just never have a problem with it. And, again, we still have plenty of other good guys on this slate and ways to stack things up. Well, if it was you... There was the two games that I was looking at to stack up. Three, actually, because, I mean, what do you make of Cleveland-Baltimore? I like it. I like the Lamar side. I was going to say, I like the Brissett side, weirdly enough. No. Because, like, it, let's say Andrews is in. Let's say Bateman's back, because that's what it looks like right now. Um, it looks like Justice Hill is back. Gus Edwards might get activated for this yeah, game. They've got the three men without Dobbins is what it looks like here this week with Drake, Hill, Gus. I mean, I would play Gus if a... I would play none of those guys. Anyway. No, but like if you're going to play one of them, Gus is the yeah, answer to do, that question. Do, yeah, exactly. Do, what you like, want do you just play them. Lamar? Do you just go like Lamar? Andrews, Amari. Not Chubb? I don't know. I definitely don't want Chubb on the spot. Again. See, I like Chubb against the Ravens. No. I, again, I don't. Division game, they know what to do. They stop him. They make 
Brissett, throw, and I think that those guys can get there. I like Amari. I like DPJ. I think they're, you know, DPJ is a price play, but I like Amari way more, and, and I think that makes sense, right? You just, you don't have to go crazy with it. If you want to add in the third guy, Duvernay or Bateman, if he's back, like that's how you would do it. But again, you don't have to. I just use that as an example. Okay. Goff. I like Goff this week. Everyone's just so concerned. Dallas is D. They're going to drop him. It's like, okay, whatever. They have the Lions are now, they're not 100% healthy on offense. Their offensive line is 100% healthy. And it's one of the best blocking offensive lines in football. Mm-hmm. When you t- pick at the top of the draft every year, you can build up your trenches pretty well. <laughs> That's right. And like Amon Ross St. Brown's going to be back. It doesn't look like we're going to get Chark. Reynolds is like kind of iffy, but you can go like mm-hmm. Hawkinson, Amon Ra, Goff, figure out someone on the other side. I mean, CD's dealing with this hip injury, but Dak's back. You could go Pollard. You could go whoever. Like, I just think the Lions, Lions inside are going to score points every single time. Lions outside, not so much. Yeah. But I, it just people, because they got shut out by the Patriots, everyone just kind of forgets that they give up a ton of points and they score a lot of points. I like this take better than my previous Mariota one for what we're saying going opposite because mm-hmm. D- Dak will definitely be popular. You think so? Yeah. Who 16... the hell is using Dak? Well, here, it just, it funnels up the board because CeeDee Lamb will be popular. You know, you've got... You don't think the injury worries? No, he's already projecting for bigger ownership in most places. And you've got I, Gallup yeah. is oh pretty cheap too. You're right. He's 22%. That's what I mean. G- so you just... know what? Gallup is, not... and Schultz is going to be back for this game Schultz too. Schultz will be back. Schultz with Dak. A whole lot better than Schultz with uh, Cooper Rush. Well, that's what I mean. So it makes it then, and that stack is affordable. Like Dak is underpriced versus what you would expect for him. Again, you could say it's fair if you wanted to, but the, you could also say it's underpriced. I don't think anyone would say he's too expensive. That's my point there. So all I'm saying is I like your take better because actually I have a thought when we get to running back that, again, Zeke is ugly, but it's not who you play. It's how you play him. I say this all the time. I think he's a, a good pivot off someone like, some of the other guys there, at least, like Jacobs and Kenneth Walker, not saying you're not playing them. You can play both, but I'm saying he's a pivot off of them. But he's also leveraged to all the to Lamb and to these other stacks with Dallas. And I actually like your call, the Detroit inside factor. The same game, if Dak goes off, Goff should be a part of that, making it happen so that he can hit out. And you've got Amon Ra, who we like. And if you have those other injuries at wide receiver, we'll have some fill-ins for cheap. And or just play Hawkinson because the reason Hawkinson did so well the week against Seattle wasn't necessarily the matchup because he's so good. Everyone was out. It's just a product of all the guys are out. And right now it's pretty bad for their situation that yeah. they have. We, I mean, what are we waiting on Swift? What's the word on him? Swift looks like, I think Swift is going to play. I think it's still just a complete timeshare. Yeah. Like I'm staying away from the Jamal Williams. And listen, Dallas's run is pretty good. And if they don't get Swift involved in the past, like if you're going to play him, you could play him with Goff, obviously. Yeah. But I think that if you want to make it more affordable for yourself, depending on what you want to do on the Dallas side, like Amonbra is expensive, but he's only 7100 bucks. Hawkinson is how much? Hawkinson is 4800 bucks. Now, if Reynolds and Chark are both out, you could theoretically use Khalif Raymond again. I would. Like he's what is he like thirty three hundred bucks or something? Yeah, they showed it last time too when it was when it was Reynolds and him that same game. The argument was that Reynolds actually never has the big games. Raymond, yes, he's boomer bust, but you get the savings to work out that deal so that you can at least feel better about it. And on top of it, he has had some boom games that are enough to win tournaments. So that's kind of why you would like that aspect of it. $3,700. It's funny, just looking at his projected ceiling and projected floor, it's one of the biggest gaps right. between any player's project. You, his yeah. projected floor right now, and this is still assuming that Reynolds is in. And so we haven't upped his volume yet. Until we get like the Friday, why would for you sure. do? It? Why would you do it before Friday? Before no, they tell no, you exactly. Yeah, like, they just make it more work for yourself on that front. <laughs> but the projected floor is one point five DraftKings points. The projected ceiling right now is fourteen. 
yeah. DraftKings points. Like, that is an anomaly amongst any player. And really, that 14 points is like one play for Khalif Freeman. And I don't have it in front of me, but I was going to say, I think he'd actually probably beat that. So while the ceiling projections, which sites will put a guy at, to me, their ceiling is what they've hit before. So if he's actually hit a higher number than that, even though that's right and how they're using it, I'm just saying I would still. you can still say he could hit better than that number. Yeah, well, I'm, when they say projected ceiling, I believe we use 90th percentile, yeah. not 100th percentile. And it's what's most likely for a ceiling. I'm just saying if they've beat it before, like I think last night the ceiling on Taysom Hill, for example, was like 24 or 22 yeah. because that's more likely, but he had a 37-point game just a couple weeks ago, so he could go for more, and that's kind of the thought with Raymond. We're not loving this play. We're saying if it all works out, why would you not consider that guy in your tournaments because because it'll allow you to pack in a bunch of other safety of good floors, good ceilings, Hell, you, while making your stack still make sense. If you use Khalif Raymond in that lineup, and you use Michael Gallup or Schultz, depending, mm-hmm. and you use Schultz instead of Hawkinson, that probably makes all of your Lions stacks pretty unique. Yeah. If they don't have Hawkinson in them, right. and they have Amon Ra, then you could probably jam in like Walker and Eckler in that same game if you wanted to. I, I like that quite a bit, actually. <laughs> so that, that's a great example. Though. That's the whole point where people are like, ah, but I don't... That was what we just said earlier, where people are like, oh, I don't trust Khalif Raymond. Though. You shouldn't, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. You don't care. You're plugging him in because the rest of your lineup you trust. He still fits the correlation with your build. And you're yes, it, you are waiting for sometimes till the very last quarter for him to hit. Last night, again, keep using last night, Jawan Johnson. I had multiple people text me, he's dead. Some so it said this to me. This is a real statement. Hey, I, went, I went to sleep. He had two catches. I had the over two and a half. And yeah. I was like, yeah, they're down by a bunch. They're down by a bunch. He'll get there. I woke up. He had two touchdowns. He crushed. Like, oh, and that someone said, I should have played Shahid over this guy. I'm like, are you lost? Like, seriously, it's so results-oriented. Why, based why on, do people even mid-game tweet about I've, this I have guy? no idea in showdown. To me, it's nuts. But my point would be, like, <laughs> it was a 1,000 less. They're like, I could have just dropped down to Shahid. I'm like, oh, like, the very results-oriented. The guy that has two touches yeah, the guy who whole touched life the ball twice, yeah. and has two touchdowns over 40 yards because of it. Like, that. You, yes, you should have played him. I said I would beg for people to play that guy at 5 or 6% on every slate going forward because it's just not going to happen at that price. It's random. But in the end, Juwan smashed him. So it's just the way it goes. Goes, and that's what's funny about showdown but it, it applies here as well so the lion side i like I, I actually like that like i i'm not saying i love it but i'm saying i do like that better than previous where again i'm just trying to make something work if i don't love a side but here i like that side and i like that game so why not try it out even though the dallas d is good that we've seen it plenty in the past where that just gets golf back on the field and gets to throw more and bring it up some so i'm good with that I was going to say the G, I mean, the, the Seattle Chargers game is likely the most stackable game, I'm guessing. Yeah. That's where people are going to turn to, because we don't know about McCaffrey yet in the Chiefs 49ers game, whether or not we're okay. going to be able to use him or not. We can talk about it if you can or if you can't. We can go there. I thought you were going to compare it to this. I was like, in this game, I know what you're saying now, but in this game, we do have to worry about still waiting on Allen. And Allen's pl- Allen's going to play this week. Well, his, he's been practicing in full. His statement yesterday, though, was that he would, he would prefer to have this week off because the bye is coming up. So maybe they give it to him. I don't know, right? We'll have to wait and see, but I think he plays and I want him to play. I like him at that price. If he plays, play Mike Williams. Yeah. The only thing is, is that you also have Palmer, who's, we're not sure on yet. Last week, what did they bring in? Like Michael Bandy or something? I'm not saying to use him. I'm just saying examples of, we have two injuries. So what I, all I was going to say is that I like, the reason this game becomes more stackable, and especially I like the Herbert side, is because if his side gets even more condensed, that's better. I, I always like Herbert when he's more condensed. Sure. Herbert Eckler Williams? Because you can use Eckler. Definitely. If Allen's out, I would do that. I wouldn't do it if Allen's in. I think Eckler gets severely crushed if if Allen's in. Even if he is just a decoy or whatever, I just think it's a play where it makes it a lot tougher if those guys are all in together. Parham is in concussion protocol as well, so Everett might 
now become an option once again because he kind of got everything taken away from him yeah. the moment Parham came back. Not that Parham was like killing it, but it was just less opportunity. So talk for- me through this because that's I'm, I like your thought here. So if we go if Allen's out, let's talk about that one first. Okay. You, go, you go Herbert, Eckler, Everett, and skip Mike Williams. Let them lean in on him, and then you come back with Walker and DK. You, whatever you want to do. I think Walker for sure, yeah. but DK is an option there too. He's 6,600 this week. Looks or, good. What if you just play the Seattle side? I mean, the most popular projected quarterback right now is Geno. Yeah, that's a no for me. Yeah, so just pass on that. I, for me, again, I, we'll teach their own, but I mean, that is, it's, to me, it's over-owned. I don't think he has any chance of being that in the Millie Maker winner, but I'm on the, I'm on the Herbert side, so that's where I stand. I just want to play him in different ways if I can. Combined ownership, right? So the projected ownership on Geno right now is 13%, Herbert 10%. This is the game that people are going to. <laughs> it's the highest projected point total game on the slate. I get it. it makes a ton of sense to me. Afternoon it, game, right? It, after, yeah, late afternoon game. <laughs> do do we bet the under now or do we wait till we Sunday? Just, we just wait until it grows and grows until it gets up to like 59. Yeah. And there's like 10 points Then we in the take game. the under, okay. So I think that game is a fade for me because I'm only going to play three lineups or I'll play three stacks yep. worth of lineups. That's probably not going to do <laughs> it. I, I'm probably committed to playing golf i like that idea the most and i don't think anyone's going to use golf. even if it doesn't work out pat i really like i like it for what you're doing and what you're saying and how you're framing it up I, and i can do it with 150 lineups yeah. like, no problem mixing them in as one of my if i go five quarterbacks and i will say about the herbert spot i'm already off gino but if if everyone's in for that side i actually like it less okay yeah but uh, so it's funny the combined quarterback ownership in that game right now is like 23 percent. so that's like one fourth of the field or one-fifth of the field, just slightly above one-fifth of the field is going to have one of that stack, essentially, unless people are just playing, like, solo quarterbacks. Then you see the other late afternoon game. There's, I mean, there's a few of them this week. But Kansas City and San Francisco is up around 50 as well. It's 48 and a half. The combined ownership between Jimmy G and Mahomes is 8%. Yeah, I like that. Both sides. I, I have uh, Mahomes up top, and then I have Jimmy G as down below. But I want to see... What happens, like you said, with, with McCaffrey's eligibility and you know, I, how much he's going to play? We have to see. They said right now they said he's going to get there Friday. They, you know, what what's the uh, Ivy League you went to at Everest? Oh, he, he no, he, he went to Stanford or Stanford, right? That's what it is. Sorry. And so like, oh, he's a good student. He's going to study up the book and be ready to go again. Obviously, it's McCaffrey. He should be ready to go in any he's offense. A, he's a but, fucking running back. Yeah, like, like to here, just here, here, plug here him go. in and say, here you go. Exactly. <laughs> so if that, I mean, that does change things from the Jimmy G side because like we said we don't even know how it's going to get utilized I don't think you want to chase Ayuk off the big game last week I liked Debo as a standalone I like Debo as a standalone anyway I think he might score three touchdowns in this game yeah McCaffrey or not like if McCaffrey comes in and you can use him well I mean whether you can use him or not it's going to hurt Debo's ownership because he's now there that makes sense but then just dock him from three touchdowns to two you're still in good shape I I mean I'm going to keep him at the three touchdowns and I'm just (laughs) going to decrease the ownership projection that I have on him because now people will go off of him because McCaffrey is there it's only going to help Debo if McCaffrey's there we do have some value hopefully we pick up more across the slate but I really think too the other thing about this week in that same game is Kelsey just to bring up is that the times you want to play Kelsey are when no one's on him. They just to this week it seems like because we have all those cheap options with Otten, Dolchich, maybe Moreau, maybe we'll see what happens. But if Andrews in, I would expect Andrews to still be more popular because of what happened last week. But if you can get Kelsey at lower ownership any time, you probably should. And I know it gets expensive, but Mahomes, Kelsey, Debo, and then do whatever you want with your lineup. Then find the value when I like if Hunter Ren- Hunter Renfro may not play this week, just use Matt Collins. Yeah. 
Exactly. I, I, I have already that... seen it from. I know it seems it, uh, like disgusting, but we've seen it already. So yeah. I, I would be willing to go there. No Throw problem. in some Khalif Raymond. Right now I have Travis Kelsey projected as the 11th highest owned tight end on the slate. That's when you want to play him. Doesn't mean it's good. That means there's other good value options. So it doesn't feel as comfortable or safe, but it switches your ent- entire roster construction by doing that. It is going to be put in with a stack that makes sense and correlation. And the ownership is extremely low for a guy that can break the slate. He could be the highest pass catcher scorer on the entire slate. I thought it was interesting that I'm seeing a lot of Godwin ownership and a lot of Kate Otten ownership, but not a ton of Brady ownership. Yeah, I wonder if that steams up because obviously we have the uh, always the angry Brady narrative and now the media saying that he's washed and he's done coming and off of this. He compared himself to being in the military. And then that was the, a bad scene. The, the heroes got upset with him. Yeah, good thing he came back on that one. That was not a good good time for, for him. But he's got a lot going on right now either way. Maybe he just stays washed. And from what we've seen so far, it's not been good this season. It's, it's but funny because I don't think he's actually been that – like watching him, he doesn't seem that bad. It seems like their offensive line is bad. They've got a lot going wrong. I'm just saying, but it, the results on paper lean to that. I'm saying, but people are going to look at it from that perspective. Maybe that's why. But again, do you need Brady? Yeah, I was thinking, because I'm trying to figure out how I want to utilize like the three different quarterbacks that I use this week. I'm committed to using Goff. Like I was committed to using Burrow last week as my main team. We'll see when we get to Sunday if I can build a lineup that I like a little bit more. But that really worked out. Like the low-owned guy that I know is going to throw the ball a ton. I know the guy to stack him with. That works out well. With the Tampa Bay stuff, it becomes confusing, I think, for people because people do like Godwin, people like Otten. But if those guys did nothing in this game and Fournette and Evans went off or Gage, it's like, oh, why the hell did I play any of these Buccaneers? Could you go? I I think Tampa is going to curb stomp someone soon. And this is the perfect team to do it to. Could you just go full Tampa onslaught? Use like five guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What does that say? Uh, 
Onslaught. There we go. That's what. See, it was. we're we're we've been talking so much recently. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I think you could. I think again, the total or sorry, the uh, the spread is bigger than last week. And I know he didn't come through against Pittsburgh. And so people are like, that's crazy, but it's not crazy. It's that maybe they do come through this time. Carolina is on a fire sale right now. Everything's gone. DJ Moore could be gone by the time we get to Sunday. Who knows? So literally they have nothing and not like he matters anyway. So my point would just be, if you just want to stack it up and roll it, Brady, Fournette, Godwin, Otten, defense. I don't, I I use the defense when I do an onslaught because Evans, the other thing too about- Evans is the low own one though. No yeah. one's using Evans. Oh, J.C. Horn's going to take out Evans. Like, well, J.C. Horn might not even play, for one thing. We'll have to see about that. I was going to say, but if he, if he does, he has taken out a lot of people. And I'm usually the first to ignore this stuff. We've talked about it a few times. But, man, it's been going on lately. Like, um, you know, it didn't work out last night. Arizona, Olave still pretty much got there. But it's not like he broke a huge game. He just broke what Arizona had been able to do. But uh, Sertain... Couple last week against uh, Mike Williams. Yeah. See ya. Good night, bud. Mike Williams was so owned in that short in that showdown slate, and he didn't get a chance. Like it was just over to start with. I'm not saying that's what Horn is. I'm just saying there's an example here where you could see that again. Godwin, I don't think is a bad play because the price is fair, and he just picks up those catches and those PPR points. Again, the thing about Evans that makes it challenging is it's almost like how do you play them all? Because that's the one yard line. One pulls from the other. Yes, right. and, and Evans, Evans is going to hurt Fournette. Well, you, Fournette's going to hurt Evans. You have to hope it's Kate Otten then. And and even Otten can hurt. That's why that that trio together is tougher than Fournette scores early and, and gets one late. Otten does his PPR thing at a pure value price. Godwin does his thing at, you know, 10 catches for 80, no touchdown, but it's still a good day at 6,300. And then you got Evans three for three for 16 and three touchdowns. If that <laughs> happens, you're in trouble. But yeah. that's all I'm saying is if you were built, I don't, I don't actually like... Evans as much in the onslaught because I want the onslaught to pick up the PPR points and the four net touchdowns, any four net touchdowns at his price at running back. When you're going away from the value guys is how I think you have to think of it. When you're going away from those value guys, you need four net to do his job. That means touchdowns are involved in my opinion. And if they are, that pulls from Evans more than anybody else. Otten can get there on sheer price alone catches PPR. Same with Godwin Brady being a part of it. Maybe it's two for four net one for Godwin and the PPR for Otten or vice versa on those last two. And you could still get there with Evans. I would actually just go Brady Evans, maybe Otten for PPR and run. And then up to, I wouldn't even run it back. Just that three. Well, if you want to use Godwin as well as any part of this, and you're really paying up, I mean, we can't overlook Donta Foreman on this slate at the min at running back. It's a terrible matchup. Yeah. I do think he's the guy over Chuba Hubbard in Carolina, at least to play. Let's min say, price too. Min, yeah. Min price, $4,000. Like that saves you an awful lot of money. At running back. Do you think people will go to him, though? I got to wait and see. It's just came up today, so I've already seen a couple screenshots on Twitter of his price and picture. Seen it in the Discord. You know, that starts to creep up as the week goes on, but I, I don't know. With him, like I said, I think people will still be at least a little bit afraid of going there. And again, you're talking about being in a game where you're down. Who knows what people are expecting the Bucks to still come through here, I think. So... That, that makes it a little bit tougher, too. But what do you need to do as a $4,000 running back in order to get your value? Because if you use, it's almost like using the Khalif Raymond thing. Because you're using Otten, theoretically, in this lineup, too. So you have a $2,700 Otten and a $4,000 running back. Like, that allows you to get Eckler or Derrick Henry or whoever the hell it is you want. Yeah. You can now use that other player. Is the trade, like, what does Foreman then have to do? Or is the opportunity cost of using someone like Foreman be like, oh, he got me 15 points. Great. I needed 30. Yeah, that's where I worry about it. Like I said, again, you need a lot to go your way because also, too, if this game does, like, if it goes the other way, how likely is that this game is underscoring enough where you get, like, 18 out of like 50, Foreman? 50. 
and you get ought and to get what you need PPR wise and even using as a secondary stack that doesn't have full game stack, not game stacks or these onslaughts or three ones or whatever you want to call them in, in the other side or whatever you should see on the other side, people building that beat you because of that, where you just are stuck in the dark because you have only two plays from this games. I, I don't know. I don't like it as much as a secondary stack as much as it with those guys. But I think in our previous example, if you want to play Brady, it's Brady, Godwin, Otten, Onslaught, I'm saying. Brady, Godwin, Otten, and then one of Evans or Fournette is what you're playing there. And then Foreman. And then if you want Foreman on the other side, definitely you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you have to pray he scores two touchdowns. But you can also pay that same price at defense and get Tampa Bay D just to smash them too, to put Fournette and Evans and guys like that in into the, the great position. Yeah. yeah, and then just not play the Carolina guy because Carolina stinks. Because the like points per dollar value running backs this week like Jacob seems wildly underpriced at 65, which leads me to can't wait to see how that goes wrong. By the way, that's the, I, I think it goes wrong because I think Devonte Adams might score like five touchdowns. I love that. Like, I also think that's an interesting stack. Whereas I don't know why it's for right for some reason right now, and I just don't see a world where this can be true. We know the Jacobs ownership is for real. It's 33 percent right now, highest owned guy on the slate. But what's Carr? Carr's like the third highest owned quarterback projected wise. Correct. But when you look at it Makes and then sense. take a look at the receivers. And you sort by salary. Devontae is only like 10%. Which is nothing. So we're going to need to know the injury report because there could be no Waller. There could be no Renfro. Yeah. It becomes a whole lot easier when it's Adams, Mac Hollins, Derek Carr as one side. And, I mean, the logical bring back is pretty easy. You just go Cooks and Pierce. Yeah, and but when we already go. know Herbert, Jackson, Mahomes, Burrow, Dak, some other dudes are picking up ownership, how does Carr like, – it makes zero sense to me that Carr is over 5% when Jacobs is at the ownership he's at, because people don't usually stack running back with quarterback. He's, they could. he's been catching passes recently. Oh, he has. I'm saying the other numbers don't add up, though, when you have all the other stuff. It will add up on paper. I'm saying it, from playing enough tournaments to know, like me with the James Robinson call that week when he was projecting for none, and I said he would be popular and be the most popular on the slate. Those little things. Jacobs that week where I said it wasn't, or Jeff Wilson that week. There's a couple different yeah. calls that we've had that like it makes no sense. The card stuff does not make sense, and the way to leverage the spot is... Either use Jacobs in your car stack. So if you go car, Jacobs, Foster Moreau, if it ends up becoming a thing, or get off that whole situation with Jacobs and do like the Evans Fournette thing and go car, Adams, Moreau, or whoever it ends up being. My point, Mac Hollins, just do two pass catchers with them. And you have Cooks on the other side. You have Pierce, who's double leverage. He would fit that sort of spot. And he's opposite side of the game of Jacobs. There was two more I was thinking about. Well, I'm just looking at the value running backs just right now. Like the biggest value on the slate is Josh Jacobs. He's 6,500 bucks. Yes, yeah, and, he, and he's been smashing against a bad team. He's a bad price, so it makes him good, and that's why the ownership is going with it. We're just saying is we have to see how that shakes out, and then I think it's all how you build with him. And then you got Brees Hall at 6,200 bucks, Austin Eckler at 8,300 dollars, and I believe the projections are assuming no Keenan Allen right. at this point in time. Pierce is fourth, Joe Mixon is fifth. Then it gets into your regulars. But then you get down a little bit more. Uh, it's funny because Ezekiel Elliott is 10th on the value list this week, which I thought was stunning. I like him. I got him at 8%. Would you play him or Pollard? Pollard's, uh, be- uh, Pollard's better. By he way. is. Oh, we, we, we've known this forever. There, <laughs> It was too late when they wrote whatever the $90 million paycheck or whatever it was there, Jerry, writing that check out. But I, I just think it's interesting because Zeke – can get there on touchdowns. He can get a, you know 80 on the ground, as we've seen. Like, it's possible. And again, when people are playing Lamb at that high ownership, that becomes leverage with Zeke. And Zeke is also a pivot because the range that he's in has more popular running backs. So I think that makes it interesting from that standpoint as well. So the ownership right now, Jacobs, 
Ken Walker at, what is he, $5,800. Got him around 30% right now. So it seems like everyone's just building their lineups. Jacobs, click. Walker, click. Let's figure out the rest. Yeah. Probably. And it lets those other stacks fit in. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, all those other stacks we talked about that are fair priced, like the Burrow ones and the Herbert ones, they all fit very easily. In a gigantic range of outcomes, and I was thinking about this play anyway, because I like the price, and I like what I've seen the past few weeks from ETN. And the Giants' run defense is horrible. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how they continue to win games. They keep doing it the weirdest way possible. But he's been so close the past few weeks, whether it's the wildcat snaps the goal line that he's just getting shoestringed at the one and just falling down. He had the big one last week. Remember, he's, oh, 75-yard touchdown for E.T. It's like, oh, no, he was actually down. That pissed me off. You just reminded me about that. I needed that. Yeah. And I needed Barkley, too. Speaking of the same game, dude slides down. It's his job, I know, but, man. But no one's going to use E.T.N. Right. Because he's in the split role. We thought that Robinson was going to be fine coming off this Achilles, and he looked that way through two weeks. Now he just kind of looks bad, mm-hmm. and they're transitioning back more into Etienne. I, I just think that he's sort of in the place where Brees Hall was two weeks ago, Yeah, where we, don't, we can't trust his workload whatsoever. It could be six touches. But if it starts swinging the other way for him, and now all of a sudden he's playing like 65% of the snaps, and you boost that up to like 15 with like 10 on the ground, five through the air, like his big play potential is there. But yeah. Like it's, it's it. he's going to be one of those guys that ends up scoring like 40 points in a week because he has two 80-yard touchdowns. Feels like this could be the week for him. I love it. I got him on my list. I also have him in, you know, I'll, you'll love this one, Wandale Robinson, oh, secondary God. stack. Well, people want to use him, but do people want to use him? Are they thinking How like much this? is Bellinger? I like Bellinger too, actually. So that's a good call. Good, good Bell, reminder. Be- Bellinger's thirty four hundred. I think I'd rather play him over Wendell because because for like all it. the cheap tight ends, he's not the one people will use. They'll use on use Dolich. Hell, Hayden Hurst is only thirty five hundred bucks. Like that just puts him in a box outside of those guys. Yeah, I like it. Um, the other thing I was going to say back to the same conversation because talking that this type of running back and you compared him to Brees Hall, which I think is a good one. This week looks very. So you already talked about Jacobs and then Walker. I can see lineups that are starting Jacobs, Walker, Hall. Who do you think goes in next? Dolchich. Because the secondary stack with Brees Hall fits so easily. He's cheap at tight end. Now you have money to spend with three wide receiver spots open, a quarterback. But, and But why would you want to save all your money for a receiver in a week where all the best receivers are on bye weeks? I, I'm just saying because I think when you look at the spots that we talked about... So yeah, you, you have great value at all these other positions, but this is just the wrong week to be paying... I, I Listen, Adams, Chase, Debo, Pittman, they could all smash, obviously. Yeah. But just think about the receivers that aren't on this slate that you would want to pay up for. There's no cup. There's no Jefferson. There's no Diggs. Like, the pool like of talent at the top of receiver just isn't there this week. So you can save all the money you want and pay up, but... Well, I don't think you're saving that much money because if you think about it, all those running backs are 6K or more. Yeah, but they're not 8K. No, for sure. But there's a, that's the whole point. So I think you see the more balanced build. That's how you get to the Dak, Lamb, Gallup, run back with Amon Ra or something like that. That's how you get to the Burrow, Chase, Higgins, run back with uh, London. Like, you know what I mean? That You just end up with these mid-tier value builds with a cheap D. Let's see how the Burrow game works. So Burrow, Higgins... Do we want to throw Chase in just as an example? Yeah, we're chasing. It's the week before. Just try it. All right. So we'll throw in Chase. Then we get some Jacobs. Walker. We get some Walker. Go London. And well, let's keep it there for the moment. And who's like the crap D that we're going to pick out here? I think leave D off for this time. Because I think the the answer here is, aren't people going to run it back? So I think you have to put London. I don't think people are going to run it back. I I just don't. don't. So then then put Dolchich and Hall and leave the last two spots. We'll we'll go. 
did let's just throw in Dolchich. I think Otten is used more than Dolchich, by the way. Really? Yeah. I, I don't. It's tw- it's two hundred dollars. Like, what has Dolchich really ever done? He got the first touchdown in a primetime game. The main thing I think people will just go back to is it's against the Jets. He's cheap. They saw it in primetime. Albert O didn't play. Mr. Unlimited, very popular with his new Subway commercial. Oh, gotta gosh, get gotta scary. get a piece of Mr. Unlimited in He's there. So bad. But yeah, leave it. It's fine. We have we have the money if we need it. So, so put us at? We'll throw Dolchich in. So Burrow, Jacobs, Walker, Higgins, Chase, Dolchich. Right now? We got forty five hundred dollars left, and we haven't put in defense yet. How many spots do you have? Three: wide receiver, flex, and defense. Yeah. So put in your cheap D. So who's the cheap D? Just random one we can use here. Jets twenty six. Yep, definitely. Well, I don't care. No, it's a good. I know people won't care about it because it's going to get Dolchich, but yeah, just put him in. That's fine. So now we have fifty five hundred. So you could use London as a bring back because he is fifty four hundred. Now we have fifty seven hundred for a flex, which puts us in the range of. Pollard, Judy, you probably don't want Judy. Uh, Juju, Dylan, Robert Woods is kind of intriguing on this slate. I, I like him. A we'll we'll get too. to that game in a second because I I have crappy stacks written down, mm-hmm. and I think that could be one. Etn yeah. is right there. You could use Etn at fifty four hundred if you wanted to, and, and then it. change the D around like people could do that. So there you go. Yeah, and you could get. I mean, with that, you still have three hundred bucks left. You could move Jets into. I don't know, 49, you probably don't want 49ers, but like no, Colts but or Giants or Commanders. That's the best part about the show. Like people can figure it out, but if you wanted that. Yeah, and like, so you, you don't need do. to use Chase. All of a sudden you can get rid of Chase, you can get rid of Dulwich and use Hurst. Now all of a sudden you have way more money to right. play around with. You now do, you have 6000 yeah, instead of 5, Exactly, that, that's what we're saying. But that's why those builds will be very popular. Yeah, just because it just that makes sense. Just and to take them out, just to give you your first four, like this four core, like we talked about, like shitter guy lineup: Burrow, Higgins, Jacobs, Walker. Doot 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 doot. What I got left? I got five thousand dollars left per player. Yeah. Put in a cheap defense. Oh, I got fifty five hundred dollars left per player. Throw in Otten or Dulwich, and now I got sixty two hundred dollars left per player. I'm doing pretty good here. Oh, Hunter Renfro's out. I'll play Mac Hollins. Probably not with Jacobs, but. I'll play Khalif Raymond because everyone on Detroit is out. Oh, they will. Now, uh, now I can get Devontae Adams in or get Michael Pittman in, whoever it might be. Yeah, it feels like lineups will have this sort of weird one-off where everyone just whoever you choose. To yeah, who, 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 is your 1v1 better than everyone Yeah, else? choose your own adventure on your one expensive guy that you're putting in your lineup, whoever it may be. So, so here's a crap stack for you. Are you ready for this? <laughs> How much do you believe in what we saw last week from the Colts in terms of their commitment to, hey, we can't run, we might as well just pass? Zero. I think Zero? it's the worst you, chase of the week if you, you went there. You think it swings back the other way? Especially because JT's going to play, probably. JT's going to play, but, I mean, the last time that we saw these two teams play, Henry just put them in a hole, and they could only pass I, the yeah. entire time. You could do, if you wanted to jam in, like, the top-tier guys. And I like the Derek Carr side a little bit better, like the Derek Carr stack better than this. So take it for a grain of salt, but I want to talk through it. Ryan, Pittman, and Pierce— and you could get rid of Pierce and throw in, fuck, Jelani Woods if you really wanted to, oh, and God. hopefully he catches three touchdowns a game. But, like, this this is the, the common core build for this stack. Ryan Pittman, Pierce Henry. $5,000 left mm-hmm. per player. And no one's going to use Henry. Although, agreed on that. So if he has the Derrick Henry game, which we've seen, what, twice already this year? Mm-hmm. Just like the 140, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, whatever it is. And you force Matt Ryan to pass 55 times. Like, Pierce and Pittman can get there without touchdowns, weirdly enough. Oh, yeah, Pittman and, for sure. And Ryan, although he's terrible, throws for like 400 yards a game. I don't know if Pierce, if I want to go back there either. I think I'll play just play Pittman. Just play Henry, Pittman, Henry. If Ryan, you were doing Henry. that, yeah. 
Would you throw in one of the garbage tight ends? But I just don't know because then that you're choosing on spots. I, I don't think we see anything near what we saw in Matt Ryan last week. Matt Ryan, I don't believe he was anywhere near an optimal last week anyway with doing that. So I you, feel like if you didn't have Burrow, you were just screwed. Right, but that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Again, we're going back to the same week. We still have a pretty full slate. We have as as much as the bye weeks are getting talked about this week. Like I even brought up at the start of the week, people are calling it Bymageddon. Like it's pretty bad. You're it's missing bad. It. It's, it's, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Once you dig in and find the stuff, like there is guys out here that you can play. So I don't know. It just... I like the other calls you had. I actually like your golf call, the best of all the, the crappy stacks you had today for multiple reasons. It makes sense. They're indoors. It's the opposite side of the Dallas stack. There is runbacks that make sense. You can use a chalk lamb in a completely different way than the rest of the field is. So when everyone's like, oh, the chalk got there. Yeah, it did. But did you have it with the Detroit stack going off? That's where that could change the slate. Like I, I think that makes way more sense to me than, than sitting there and hoping uh, Matt Ryan. I, I thought I actually heard someone say, I don't remember what it was on when I was listening. I listened to so many things, but it was like Matt Ryan actually came out and said that like, he can't do that again. Like, yeah, it's because he's 90 years old. It's tough. Well, man, I was like, he must have just been crushed after that game. You think about it. So I, I don't think he can do it again. I don't think we're going to see that again. I think they will at least try and establish a run. And look, if JT can't do it, Deion Jackson's still capable. They get Maybe they get him a few more touches, a few more grabs, but you know I'm not saying to advocate to play for him, but I'm just saying I think they have other ways to get around it versus having to stack that thing up. I like your thought earlier. I actually had this one written down, a secondary stack, two of them. Henry with the Tennessee defense against Matt Ryan, okay. or I liked your Robert Woods call, and I think you could play Robert Woods and Pittman to see if they can't get the ball. If Indy sells out to stop Henry, not saying they can, but they could do that. Not saying they did succeed, I should say, but they can, they can do that move. I like your Woods call. Kind of liked him a little bit last week. It didn't really work out, but you can get to him now for cheap. And you have Pittman on the other side. That's a good little secondary stack if this game does go back and forth where it's so hard to get all the other pieces right. Just take the two that you think would be involved. Here are the optimal levels for the week. Uh, Just where we stand on a Friday right now. Josh Jacobs, 26% in the optimal lineup, but still has a negative leverage score of seven based on his projected ownership, Yeah, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, one, two, three, and then it's Mixon and Higgins, Eckler. Trying to find the guy who's like the outlier here. What's the Pierce combo, though? When you break it down one-to-one, like what's his optimal? uh, 16% ownership, 19% optimal rate. And the 16 could come down, I think. Yeah, we'll have to see, but I just mean if more go Jacobs or if more of these other, like with Walker, with Hall. Do you think that becomes people's secondary stacks if they can afford it? Would they just go Jacobs, Pierce? No, because it's not, it's already, first of all, that's not even popular. That started, I think last week was one of the first weeks we saw it be popular. Because it was Because Eno Eno Benjamin and Walker. I know we've seen it succeed. I believe week two we had one. I can't remember what it was now where the combo hit. But it wasn't a popular combo, so it's never popular for like people. Literally, set up rules in their optimizers not to have running backs against each other in the same game. So that would just be a note where again you could go to that, but I don't think people will do that in this spot. People might play this week Eckler and Walker again. Wait and see on that Allen injury, but that would be where I could see it. Even especially if uh, what's Lockett's situation right now too? Don't know. Yeah, we got to wait on him. Same so, as last week. He was clearly hobbled last week. Yeah. And, and he has the same injury still. feels like these teams try and do this decoy thing or like just to bring them back in to have them, and it's almost pointless. So sometimes now it's, they will go the other route and just say, I'm not going to bring them back for it. So we'll wait and see. The biggest negative leverage score of the week at a whopping minus 19% optimal rate is Kenneth Walker. Projected ownership 30%, optimal rate 11%. Now he's still in the optimal lineup 11% of the time. Just mm. that's not how people are using him. He's just a good price. I'd rather take my shot on ETN. 
it was nowhere near as optimal as that. Yeah, you're just pre- predicting like uh, sort of your your own game flow, which is nice thing about but, Run the Sims my, is you can also change that. You to can change that, that around. You, but even to look at it, like if you get Kenneth Walker at 29%, who's a little bit more expensive, but he is the guy that everyone is using right there. ETN, $300 cheaper. He's optimal, let's see here. 7% of the time. So that's only 2%. 7 versus 11. 7 versus 11 yeah. at 4%. Yeah. So He's one eighth the ownership. Like that. that's how I would try to see that. And I'm going to be wrong yeah. more often than I'm right on something like that. But I feel like if I hit that, now I'm in a really good spot. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. Uh, I think that was a good one that you had called out earlier. I had him on the list for that reason. I liked him in some secondaries. I actually like the Bellinger side uh, a little bit more than my raw. I think... Wandale won't be like super popular, but at his price tag, and especially if they still have those injuries and stuff there, I think he will get a little steam off last week just because they know how good he actually is and can be. The other two, the other low owned, two low owned receivers right now uh, that provide big optimal scores are Pittman and Christian Kirk still, who apparently sucks now. You know, know who sucks? Zay Jones. You've said this multiple times. Remind me to never play this guy, man. Like, he is so bad. Hey, I thought he had a 15-yard catch last week. It wasn't even him. Some guy named Tim Jones. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah, Kirk, though, I think you can still stick with. Right? I think that's fine. Weird one, too. Projected at 3%. Optimal 11%. Curtis Samuel. Everyone's just off Curtis Samuel now. Yeah. I don't know why. I definitely don't know why. Maybe because uh, the quarterback situation. Well, why? Is that, that scaring people off? Uh, it shouldn't. If so, anything, that's another thing I would say. We'll, we'll get to our, our favorite segment later with defense, but with no Wentz, I think they're you know pl- going against them. I think is worse than it was before. I want Wentz to get the defense against them. I don't think it's going to be the same as what it was. So I, I don't like it as much. And to your point, I think Samuel can get worked in more or the same based on the situation because he's a reliable target you can just go to. I, I like that call actually quite a bit. I had him here in the notes and I'm just going to add an, another piece to it, but I do think that's good. Let's go rapid fire secondary stacks okay. if people are looking for it. So like one, our favorite one from each game. I think people like this segment. Yeah, this was good. I liked it last so, week. And we don't need to like break it down. Like we went through the stacks, the, the plays that we like. How can you fit in something else? You have Cleveland and Baltimore. Andrews and Mari Cooper. Is there a cheaper one? Could you go in Joku and Bateman if Bateman? Like, would you play Bateman if Bateman's back? Yeah, I'd play him. Like I said, in large field stuff, I'm different than people, but I would triple stack Lamar because if I think it's going to ceiling out to win the Millie, I'm going to get all of it from it. I think it's going to be like a bomb. He runs some. Andrews does his thing in a touchdown or two. You're going to really have a way to get there, kind of like what we saw week one. But I don't like that other one you said. I like it either. Amari, DPJ, one of those two with Andrews. I don't like that. I mean, DPJ is basically Zay Jones. He's bad. No, he's. I think he's fine. He's he's actually hit Millie Maker winners before and been involved a little bit more. Yeah, but not, last not week, with Percet, though. Yeah, that makes it tougher, but you can say the same argument for Amari Cooper. Yes, he's Amari Cooper, but it's still Brissett getting him the ball. Yeah, but he actually tries to throw. Dude. I prefer that one. That's why it was the yeah. first one I said. I'm just saying that's my point. That's where I would go to in this game and then stack it up differently the rest of the way. There's something just almost like Debo leaps off the page at me this week. There's something about Chubb that leaps off the page. 2% Chubb. Like, if there's a time to play Chubb, that's the time, right? Like you said with Kelsey. Like, Chubb is no different than Derrick Henry. Like, Derrick Henry's receiving prowess is two for 11 every week. Great. That's not really doing it for you. You're looking for 25 carries and three touchdowns yeah. and 150 yards. Problem is, like, Chubb is one of, like, four guys who can do that. No one's playing him. Four people are playing it. fucking Aaron Jones. He has to Who do doesn't it. do anything. The Ravens are way more susceptible in the, in the secondary. The Ravens are just susceptible. <laughs> okay. I, I think, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, a big, I'm not the biggest Chubb guy anyway. I think he's one of the best running backs in football. Pure running 
run runners of the of the football, but I'm saying you also have the snap split with Hunt. If they're down, if the Ravens do get up, I think that ends the game right there for him. Like, I, and I've got the Ravens winning, so it's all what you think of it. If you go use run the Sims and project Cleveland to show up in this thing and bounce back, right, let's do that. Then you're gonna see Chubb be pretty pretty solid. Let's do that right now. I'm gonna pump this wide. <laughs> Simulating the slight ten thousand times in less than five seconds is pretty good. So let's yeah, say solid. it's a higher scoring game because right now it's a projected points of Baltimore twenty six. Good good. Pat sticking to his. Uh, let, let's rapid fire through this. But now it's I want to say we'll get the other ones will be more rapid fire. It's a good ex- exercise. Nineteen and a half points for the Browns. Twenty six points for the Ravens. So I let's say I think the Browns win this game. Flip the score. Uh, I'll just go 29-26. Sure. Yeah, that's good. And I'll increase the plays to 67 instead of 63. Nothing crazy because it's probably a long run if that ends up happening, right? Yeah, it's still tricky because honestly, and run it while you're doing it, it only takes a second anyway, but it's still tricky because I think if we get a 29-26, I actually think it's more through the air. I don't. I think, I think the pace happens. I, I think it goes it the other way. And that would bump up, all of a sudden, Amari Cooper is the second best play on the slate. Yeah, he's already good. That's why I used him first. Uh, Njoku ends up becoming the highest leverage scorer of the week at $4,200. And Jacoby Brissett becomes a fantastic play. So it didn't even, I didn't adjust it because. You can adjust the rush rate. I, I can't, I, I, I didn't But do your that. point is this. So it either, in that scenario, I know we're going to go rap fire after this, but if Chubb bangs home a quick 80 yarder out of the gate, that will set the pace early. And that's what you're playing tone, for. Though. And then that's what you're playing for in that instance. But also if you could get a 29, 26 game where it's Lamar to Andrews setting the tone, a turnover, another quick touchdown, and then boom, we're going on an air raid back and forth. So what I had was because they were projected you to lose by so rates. much, they were projected a 41% pass rate in a game that Cleveland wins. They're going to run like 60% of the time. Yeah. I put them at 55. So just to rerun it right now, it's still Cooper turns out to be the best play. No, there's Chubb. Chubb is now in the optimal 17% of the time at yeah. 2% ownership. Yeah. So if you think that the game, I mean, that's why I like the system so much that you can just kind of go in and mess around with it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I actually have a different opinion of this game. I think this game shoots out. I think this high scoring game, like if we could have based on what we knew the ownerships were going to be like when you bet the under on the Seattle and Cardinals game last week. Yeah. Imagine just, punching that into the system before the slate. You know, like, I think there's like 25 combined points in this game. How does that now look with the rest of the slate? If you just have that information, you'd be like, oh, geez, shouldn't play any of them. Obviously, or or would have loved the running backs who ended up being the ones that actually were made more sense yeah. than running the full passing game there. So yeah, I, I hear you. I think it's interesting, like you said, from that perspective, but I, I liked Amari, and guess what? In your example, Amari still showed up. The other thing is, well, he shows up optimal, and this is good exercise for the rest of the games we're going to do. Chubb shows optimal, but... He's still expensive on a slate. We have a bunch of value options. Again, not at wide receiver so much at the top guys you'd want to use. So you could make an argument to make your stacks a little bit different is to run an expensive running back like a Chubb. So. Yeah, I would think that if you're going to do that, don't pay up for Devontae Adams as a one-off. Pay up for Henry or Chubb as a one-off. Yep. Because I, I like no call. one's doing from, it. From that angle, then go that way. Exactly. Tampa and Carolina, I think if you want to cheap out, just Kate Otten, Dante Foreman. And yep. then you have all of the money in the world. I, I said, like I said, I didn't love it, but it's you're doing something else with your lineup that you're saying is going to beat Brady and them, so I'm good with that one. I like that. Atlanta and Cincinnati. Do you have any feel for the Atlanta running backs? No. Tyler Algier, I'd stick with. I, I, I would Caleb go, Huntley's the I would area. go with Huntley's better. Maybe. I, it feels like they want to use Algier more. I don't know. We, the, we'd have to... Spend more time on it, but I think in that one, it's probably... 
I gotta ask, why does Pitts garner so much ownership every week? <laughs> People just want to make it a thing. I I, I get it. Listen, I want to. I want to make it. He looked really good. It's because of college, right? You go back to college. The guy's incredible. I but. get it, but that's just not the offense that they run. It hasn't been. If they were gonna throw, they put Kyle Pitts on Indianapolis and have them throw sixty times, then yeah, he's gonna be the best tight end. <laughs> I'd love that. Put yeah. him on Atlanta, and they want to. They legit want to throw fifteen times a game. Yeah, and then we'd still see if he went there, Mo Ali Cox or Grantson, or those guys take it from him there too, and then it'd be a bigger conversation. Yeah, like but, last week, Mike. Michael Pruitt. Pruitt before him. Yeah, he got a touchdown in that game later. You know, Pitts did, but it was Pruitt first. I think uh, in this one, it would probably actually be something smaller, like a Hurst with London, and just hope that you're using a different cheap tight end that others aren't. I, I would go the other way because it doesn't seem like anyone's using Mixon. Yeah, so, Mixon so like London. Mixon London, something like that. Mixon Pitts, try it. Yeah, I, maybe Mixon Pitts. Yeah. And what, what do I have Mixon at? Yeah, Mixon. I guess people are – everyone's just loading up on Bengals. This stack, right, is what I'm saying. People are going to This win. has a recipe for Atlanta wins by 20, by the way. So I everyone's liked I, the Mariota side. I, I talked about it with Cam and Rob on the Best Bet Show. They both took Cincinnati. Jeff made Cincinnati a super lock. I made Atlanta my super lock. We'll do it after because we don't need to sim another one. But, again, Atlanta's 6-0 and against the spread. <laughs> if they cover this thing again and you build that in to run the sims, I'm sure those Atlanta plays look pretty good. I see. I don't think they do because I – because they're covering spreads by playing wildly inefficient and slow. Yeah. Like they're not, they don't run enough plays and then it causes the other team not to run enough plays and there's just no scoring. <laughs> yeah. If we build for that. It would, it would say that of course, but I'm saying, I think if you could see this game go what like others do, it could end up being that it's the Atlanta side that you need. Detroit and Dallas. I like Amon Ra and Schultz. It's Amon Ra. I actually don't like Schultz as much. I think it's Gallup and Amon Ra. Gallup is Or Zeke and Amon Ra. How much is Gallup? 71 oh sorry yeah 5100 51 you could there's like this mid-range of because we just we've kind of hit on three of them right now in the mid-range of wide receiver this week that are going wildly unowned who again in a week where you don't have these like elite elite options on the board that some of these guys at the low five thousand dollar area are pretty like you have samuel at 53 gallup at 51 like if if I told you at the end of the week that those two guys were inside the top five wide receiver scorers this week, would you be super stunned? Not at all. And this is what we've actually seen in Million Maker winners this year so far is these sort of wide receiver ones or twos in some cases where they're kind of like ones because of an injury situation or whatever that are cheaper than what the guys are up top. And this is a perfect week because you we don't really have the guys up top. You're kind of making a story to make it work. Like an Adams story this week has a good story because people aren't paying up a wide receiver and Jacobs happens to be the chalk. Other than that, though, you don't really see a lot of stories up top that you can make. So it's just people forcing in who they like. You could even throw Juju into that lineup because no one's using Juju. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 5,600, you go 56, 53, 51. You got a ton of money left. Yeah, Juju, I think, was a product of last week where Bill sort of give it up over the middle there. I could but, but, see it. But, but, I just didn't want to. But he's re- now in the second highest projected scoring game again this week. Yeah, like, yeah. like, why couldn't you do Mahomes, Kelsey, Juju? I think you could. It just, it just depends on how you want to build your lineups. I, th- I think, again, he's fine, but then you still have MBS. You have Hardman. You have the running backs there. You do have other mouths to feed. He ate last week. I'm not sure if he'll eat again. Giants in Jacksonville? Bellinger, ETN. You like Wendell? Yeah, that's the stack, though. It's one of those two. Anyone using Barkley? Not really, I don't think. What's his optimal on the slate? You said you it had was pretty, It was pretty low. He's still coming at 14%. Maybe that's why. But it was really low compared to the rest of like the elite running backs. Like He was down near Chubb. Yeah, one you made me that I was just highlighting here from the game before is I, I think Gallup is a really good play this week. 
I think he's going to be solid. Based on that, like him and Samuel were two that stood out that you talked about. So I think if you can find a way to work it around that, I, I do like that. I, even if you want to build, like, I, I talked about the cash game lineup earlier, like right off the top of, like, what was spit out as the optimal. I feel like those two guys are very solid cash plays. Yeah, I just don't... Get yeah. Gallup a bit less safe. But, like, sure. people love playing Rondell Moore, right? Curtis Samuel is essentially just the good Rondell Moore. And Gallup is, what, 1,600 less than Lamb or yeah. something? 1,700 less and than Lamb's Lamb? And Lamb's hurt. Well, that's the whole point. Is like, again, you're just finding the same spot. You're just and from the same quarterback. All that he could be the guy. Three, four, five, six, seven. Saquon is the seventh most optimal running back. Eleven percent of the time, he appears in the optimal lineup. Projected ownership, fifteen percent though. Yeah, I, I did have him down with a question mark. And it's Christian just... and Christian Kirk is actually the same. Eleven percent in the optimal. I just don't trust that. Ooh, I like that a little bit though. No, I, I'm just, I can't go back to Lawrence. Lawrence throws like rarely throws the no, ball. No, no, no. We were talking secondary stacks. We, oh. we, we like. I think what we like is what others could get to more than they could get to this one, where you go Barkley and Kirk instead of. I like both, but you're allowed to use both. You just don't have to use them in the same game. I just don't know how you can afford that with the stack, though. Like, what stack are you using that you can then afford that as well? Whatever stack you were using, Chubb in that you tried to sell me on ten, five minutes. Yeah, but, ago. but Christian Kirk's six thousand bucks. Yeah, but same. You're, you're going to still find options. Right? You were gonna, we were going to use, for example, we were going to use Chubb and Andrews. In this example, if you go Barkley and Kirk, you now are just going to a cheap tight end, which we have lots of options. Okay. So it actually does work. Indian Tennessee? I mean, Pittman you, and Woods, I said. I like that one quite like, a bit. You like Pittman and Woods. And then, I, I like Henry and Pierce. And I, I, like, I like Henry and the defense as a secondary stack as well. Green Bay and Washington. Samuel and Dubs? Because Dubs is yeah. right there in that low $5,000 range, too. Yeah, I, li- I like that, too. What about Tunyon back-to-back? Nah, I can't I-, I can't. I don't think Impossible. so. Impossible. Yeah, I-, I like the Dubs call. I, I like that one with uh, with Samuel. Or you just go with Lazard, who just catches the touchdown every game. Yeah, it's, he's uh, he's going to be out of it after he knocked the, the hat off sauce. <laughs> Jets and Broncos. I mean, I, I think it's pretty clearly Holland Dulwich, but... It's that's the one everyone will go to. Yeah, but like, is there is there actually any other one you could use? There is. It's Hall, and it's Judy. You know why? Because Sauce is going to be on Sutton. Yeah, but we've seen the Jets. I mean, they might throw Sauce onto Judy and just bracket Sutton. That's what they've been doing. They haven't yeah. necessarily been using Sauce on their on the best receiver on the other so team. So then we're going to see the the real Dulcich breakout, is what you're saying. Yeah, but then Albert O will be active, and then all of a sudden, the, the week that no one plays and he finally goes Oh, do you know what the biggest one would be in this game, actually? is Stupid Hamler? No, even Melvin better. Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon, after the conversation last week and everything, and, and Hackett finally gets them going. And then don't forget, on the other side, Elijah Moore asked for a trade. What if they bench his ass and now it's down to like Garrett Wilson and, and, well, Mims and Davis? Will, well, Mims will play. Mims, yeah. There's you don't, you don't want any, you don't want anyone on the Jets' offense inside of Brees Hall. Just, just play Brees. Write Hall. that rule into your like optimizer. Well, Only Brees Hall from the Jets or Jets D or That's Corey it. Davis. He likes no, Corey Davis. He does like Corey Davis. But Sertain's probably going to be on Corey Davis. <laughs> That's it. But like Corey Davis can't get open against Scrubs. What, ha- what happens when you put him <laughs> against someone good? Yeah, he's not that much better than some of the other guys that we hate on. So I agree. I love the Brees Hall call. Like you said, I think that's all. And again, Brees Hall getting overshadowed like last week by these other plays with not, Jacob. Not as much because no, he's, he's been good. Not as much. But again, you got to remember too, Once pe- some people are only playing two running backs also. A lot of people on that. Do you so. believe Run the Sims projection of 17% for Brees Hall? I do. That's a lot, then. Like, I'd rather use Pierce for $200 that, more and lesser owner. I like Pierce, too. I, I definitely like Pierce better. So, Houston and Vegas, Pierce and Adams. Real cheap one. No, I don't I don't love that. I like, uh, 
It would be Pierce and Moreau if it's a thing. It'd be Pierce and whoever the guy filling in for Waller, Renfro, whoever it is, right? Yeah, something like that. Moreau or Hollins, I'll put. Like, that's sort of what I'm thinking, yeah. If, if those are a thing, we don't even know. I'm just saying, but that's how we're thinking of this. If Renfro plays, would you consider Renfro? Yeah, If, if Waller is out and Renfro is in, let's say. Yeah, I would. He'd be like my last choice of it. But I don't. what I don't like, I've told you this before, is like using Adams in those things. Because then it's like if Adams hits 40 points on the day. I want Carr. I would want Carr. Yeah. Exactly. Chargers in Seattle, Walker and Williams, DK and Eckler. Well, I think it's actually Walker and Eckler. Walker and Eckler? I think it is to just play them against each other again. I think that's the spot. Again, I'd like that so much better, though, if Allen is out. Mm -hmm. KC and San Francisco. Debo and? God. Juju? Kelsey? Build a cheap stack. Don't secondary stack this game. Just stack it. Stack this game. Yeah, because no one's stacking it. Yes, go go go. Mahomes for sure, Kelsey for sure, and Debo, and figure out the rest of that value we talked about. And watch McCaffrey not be able to score points, but score all the points in this game. Correct. That's exactly what happened. If he's eligible, but that will that will if if he doesn't accrue points this week, that will keep people off this game, like and kill it. Yeah, and you can still go to it. Mm-hmm. I I think you could definitely still go to it. I'm I'm definitely still going to it. So yeah, like when I I, I kind of joked about Kelsey and Debo because they're both super expensive. Yeah. But I think they actually work with the Detroit stack in terms of like the price points because Amon Ra is expensive. But if you use Raymond because yeah. the other two are out, yep. all of a sudden you can do it because Gallup's cheap too. Yeah. I also that's one. So for example, people because if they're asking like contradictory to or contrary to what I just said with like the Adams thing where if he goes for forty, it's like you need the other tight end is different because it's a onesie position. And also uh, Debo can be like a running back in some cases, even though you're saying, oh, but they have CMC now. We've got to see how that all plays out still. But Debo could do his thing without needing Garoppolo. And Kelsey could just break the slate from the tight end position where it's like, yes, it's nice to have Mahomes, but if you don't have him and you have another stack that works and still scores well enough, then you're in better shape there versus if you have Adams hitting in that previous game, you probably want Carr because Carr's cheap. Becomes tough is the thing. So let's use hell Falcons defense. Just throw them in there. Is this for what Kelsey Mahomes? Yeah. So it's no. This is Kelsey Debo with Goff, St. Brown, Raymond, and Gallup. The problem becomes you probably have to use Dante Foreman. You don't have to. You have two running back spots left. Fifty one hundred apiece. Yeah. So you could use Etn and. 4,900. Is there anyone in that upper 4,000 at running back who's like viable whatsoever? Then you're like Huntley. This Lindsay, lineup Davis. feels very thin already. It, it is. That's Could I get up to another decent running back is the thing. Gibson, Hines, P. Ryan. ETN's really the only one I would want to use is the issue. And that's with Khalif Raymond. If I go Foreman, you could go Foreman. At a running back spot, get rid of ETN, you get up to Brees Hall. The the challenge I think you run into is you could just there's going to be enough value plays that you can just change Goff to Mahomes, drop Amon Ra to someone cheap, and then start filling in value plays. Let's try that and still get your stack of that's a, a unique stack. And so who cares about the rest of the chalk? So let's get rid of Raymond. Let's get rid of so now that we have let's just build the base. Mahomes, Samuel, Kelsey, forty four hundred dollars left. Would you? Could you play a double tight end in this spot? Could you use Kate Otten? You could. I don't like it. What I was going to say, what I was going to suggest, not to zero your lineup, but if you go Mahomes, Kelsey, Debo, which you probably have there, mm-hmm. and then leave Gallup and Raymond. We talked about Raymond at the top of the show being like the scary value, but the rest we like. We like Gallup. Now, what does that leave us? 
Gallup and Raymond, you got forty four hundred dollars left. We still don't have a running back yet. So you, we have no run. We have two running back and a flex and a D, right? Yeah. So plug in the cheap D. Plug in the uh, Falcons. Well, how much are they? Twenty four hundred. Yeah. We got, Pan- we got Panthers or Seahawks. Do do the Jets still? Because who cares? Okay, so Jets twenty six hundred. We got five thousand. We're almost back to where we were previously. Okay. In that last discussion, but we still have an extra flex to fill in. So now you got to go Jacobs. Oh, really? Jacobs? I'm just saying to get to see what this looks like, see how hard this is going to be for people to get to. Jacobs at 65. Okay, now we got 43 for a running back and a flex. And so you're like, it's going to, people might have to get to a guy like Hubbard if that works. It would be Foreman, unless you go. Or, or, or sorry, uh, Foreman, I meant to say, and you 4,000, then you have 4,600 left. Unless you go Otten and Brees Hall. Yeah, what's that look like? That's what it looks like. Does that fit? Yeah. Uh, you'd have to go down from the Jets, 200 bucks. You could use Dulwich and Brees Hall. Well, who's the twenty four hundred dollar? Was Jets twenty six hundred? Twenty six hundred. Yeah, there's twenty four hundred dollar defense. I think it's Carolina. But you could go. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or I think there's another one. Really don't want to play Carolina defense. No, I know, but I think there's another one that you can play. Let's see here. Yeah, you could do instead of using Otten, you could use Dulwich in the flex at twenty five, and then you can go Jacobs and Brees Hall Jets D. Instead of using Otten, use yeah. Dulwich for the. We got team. options. That lineup is what I'm. All I was trying to say is that lineup to me is much better than the previous version. Mahomes. And and you're and you're actually linking Kelsey up to Mahomes, yes. So and you're already different enough that the rest of the chalk we talked about doesn't matter. Also, you could say, look, I'm already leveraged enough, I, and I don't love the Jacobs chalk at forty percent. I just take Jacobs down to somebody else and get even more money to play with. Final picks for me, Goff for sure is going to be one, and I think I have it narrowed down to I'm really leaning that Tampa onslaught as my second one. And then for the third, I think I got it narrowed down to Carr. You tried to talk me off of Matt Ryan. I may not do that. So Carr, Ryan, or Mahomes, I think one of those three will end up becoming the third stack for me. Although just building that Mahomes lineup felt pretty good. Yeah, I'm definitely in on Mahomes. He's the for sure. I'm two of these three. I'm not sure. I'm, and maybe all three by the time we get there. But Herbert, Lamar, Mahomes, not getting stupid with it. You get different in other spots. That's what it's been all season. So uh, I will have like two or three others that I pack in there from what we talked about. Maybe it's Goff. Uh, maybe it's Mariota if I can find something that works and just take the shot. On I just it. feel like the upside, there's not one instance this year where the upside has been high enough for Mariota that he appeared like, yeah. what's his max score this year? Like this 24? week is week seven, seven lucky number feeling it. The other thing is if, if Burrow gets there, like you have to think Atlanta did something. If, if people really think Burrow is breaking the slate enough to like pile in on all of his options and him. See, I, I just don't believe that. Yeah, if you don't believe that, Ooh, then go off at completely. Birdie streak, Jordan Spieth. Here we go. Oh, geez, the bounce back is real. Everyone said, oh, I should never have played him. He also shouldn't have tilted after day one of a no-cut event. So When he lost three strokes putting. Yes, yeah. correct. Shocker. From the one that he walked up and tried to tap it in and <laughs> skated it off. Yeah, good stuff. All right, I think that'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Playing the Listener's League, you should play in it. I'm in it. I'm locked you're, in. You're already three in. entries. If you're not in it, you're crazy. Get in it. It's not a sales pitch, folks. It's a no, it's rake-free. Yeah. Like, you should be in there. It should be the first thing you do on the week when you sign up. It's actually the first that I register for, and I don't even register all my stuff till later on. I just don't want to forget about that one. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to miss your spot, although there's like 900 spots left at the moment. And it's flat payouts, too. It's not like one guy wins it. 10 grand and no one else wins anything. Everything's good. What are the payouts this week? Because it got shrunk to three thousand, because it didn't. The thirty-five yeah. kept filling, but it just didn't fill fast enough for their liking. Which you know that That's happens. Fair. And week seven, as it goes on, surprisingly enough, it seems like a little bit of tapering off for everything. Well, you know, as it turns out, some people are out of money already. Happens. It happens from time to time. 
So to look at it right now, full contest details, Pat Mayo experience, 5,000, 3,000, 15, 750, 500, 250, 200. So let's see what's 10th. 10th is usually like 10% of first place to be 10th, right? Yeah. That is not the case in this tournament. You get 5th and 6th or 10%, but 12th to 20, like it goes to 250 from 7th to 11th. 12th to 21st is 200. So it's It's extremely legit. Like that's the the top 50 is backed up. Instead of being 10% to 10th, the top 50 actually is at least what? 10 times your money. You're putting in 45 bucks. Even if you can only put in one, still do it. Like, but I I suggest all three. I'm just saying, but if you only get one in, it's still, you want to be able to play this tournament, depending on your budget, get in there. It makes perfect sense. It's the best tournament. Follow Tambo on Twitter. You already have the tidbits out, it looked like. No. Or you didn't? Definitely not. That was just you tweeting out you won 100 grand? That was correct. Uh-huh. Yes. yes <laughs> had yes. to let the people know. Had a, last night was a double dunkaroo. Got the, it was. the king of the beach seat number two in football. Got the 100K. We're on to it. I had the golf win a couple weeks ago. Finally, people know I'm not just a golf guy. There's other sports out there. So Yeah, you're winning NBA. You're winning PGA. You're winning NFL. Yeah. People should go to runpuresports.com then. They really should. Use the promo code RPSHEATER25. Get signed up. All sports. One price. Cheaper than all the other sites, considering what you get for it all. And you don't get an email every week for this package and that package and all the add-ons. So it's a great spot to be. All right. I suggest runthesims.com slash mayo to get yourself the 10% off any of the membership levels. It's just tools. They're completely customizable. No one's in there making your picks for you. You make the picks for yourself. You tell the computer what you want. The computer tells you, here are your lineups. And boom. Hopefully you can go win some money because the showdown Run the Sims gang has been printing. And they're not, well, I don't think anyone's won 100K yet, but there's been a lot of GP, GPP winners so far using the DIY simulator on runthesims.com. So I highly recommend that you check it out. Tambo's tidbits at Tambo on Twitter will also be included in the Mayo Media newsletter on Saturday, which you can subscribe to for free down in the description. All right, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.